Hey, welcome to Golden Home Fitness Radio, where we're empowering people to live longer, fuller lives, no matter their age. Now, today we have an awesome and timely show with Coach Mike Urso. He's a master nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition Level 2, really knows his stuff, and we're going to be uh, you know, having a discussion and kind of interrogating him on uh, tips for the holiday season, especially, um, but then also just kind of chatting about nutrition and uh, and some common obstacles that a lot of people face this time of year and um, and really all of the year. So um, without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Good. Well, this is uh, this is exciting. I I love sharing some tips, and um, you know, as we know, that the holidays can be uh, quite challenging for people, and you know, adding some maybe extra lbs on the scale that they don't uh, necessarily intend to, and um, I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk, talk about this a little bit. Good, good, good. Yeah. We want more pounds on the barbell, less pounds on the scale. Usually, <laughs> usually, there right? You go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So, I mean, for you personally, do you have any kind of strategies that you've employed through the holiday season or, or even just in general, you know, different times of year when there's birthday parties or holidays, um, you know, it's always sort of easier for people to to just let the train run off the tracks. Um, what's your sort of ex personal experience been with that first? Yeah, I think my holiday um, uh, eating kind of mantra is don't try to be perfect. Um, mm. I think a lot of times people try to be perfect. I I certainly try to eat fairly well, you know, 80 to 90% of the time I'm eating good, healthy, whole foods. And then you know, we, we always have a little bit of indulgence here and there, you know, maybe a glass of wine once in a while or, you know, some uh, uh, dessert, you know, or, or some breads and things like that. Um, I think uh, we can't totally deprive ourselves of that because then we there is a lot of uh, negative headspace and, you know, personal shaming. I think that comes from that. So the number one thing I try to do is just not to, not to try to be perfect, to realize that. This is the holiday season. You know, there is going to be more holiday parties, more, um, you know, friends and family gatherings with a lot more temptations and a lot more, um, let's say, not quite as nutrient dense foods. Um, that being said, there's also a lot of nutrient dense foods out there that we just need to be um, open to and uh, try to steer ourselves in that direction a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, there's a, there's one quote, I know I always hear this time of year, um, that's like, it matters. It's less important, uh, you know, how you do between Christmas and new year's. It's more important what you do between new year's and Christmas. Um, that I think yeah. is kind of just a good way to think about that. Like, you know, when you have celebrations, when there are, you know, special occasions, um, you know, being restrictive and overly, you know, harder on yourself is going to be negative. Um, you know, it's okay to just let yourself, you know, enjoy it a little bit, but the key is to not let that spill over into, you know, an entire year because right. you know, a week or two weeks is a very small percentage of an entire year. But at the same time, you know, we can always, you know, do a little bit better. Um, do you, so let's say, you know, scenario, you've had two holiday parties in the last week, you've got another one, you know, tomorrow, um, are you, do you have any kind of strategies in terms of approaching that where maybe you're not as hungry when you're going in or, you know, if you're, you know, changing your workout routine or is there anything like kind of on a day-to-day -day basis that you like to, 
to implement for that? Um, yeah, I mean, it may be a little bit more advanced than what some other people do, and that's just because I, I've know, I know my body. I've done a lot of uh, experimentation on what works for me, um, and especially in terms of kind of what we're talking about, which is like damage control. Um, in other words, you know, not letting things spiral out of control, especially when we have holiday parties that are so concentrated next to each other, you know, like you said, maybe, you know, two in one week or three in, three in one week or a week and a half. So we have to really focus on damage control, making sure that um, we're not letting things spiral out of control. I think you're right when you say, um, you know, it's, it's really important about what we do between New Year's and Christmas. Um, and, and I think that's because it's all about developing healthy habits and healthy patterns um, throughout the course of the year. A lot of what I see happen, and this is especially with, um, you know, my clients or family and friends that I know are very physically active and they do work out and they do go to the gym or they do get their workouts in throughout the course of the year. But then just when the holidays hit, um, sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, a lot of people, um, not only are they eating um, a little less healthy than they normally do because of the holiday parties and all the temptations and the, and the uh, adult beverages, but um, they also start to slack off a little bit on their workouts. And I think that's a really important thing that should um, that we should really pay attention to is um, we can't we can't um, it's it's almost like we have to pick pick one and we can't let them all fall off the table like we. If we're going to eat poorly, well, then we have to maintain our exercise routine because we're we're burning calories. We need to be burning calories. We need to be um, stimulating uh, muscle tissue growth, stimulating our metabol metabolism. Um, so those are things to really pay attention to. Uh, really, I try to maintain my exercise routine throughout the week, even if I do have a couple days where I'm not eating so great. And then other strategies I have, like say I do have a uh, party. So we, we have, for example, a... Uh, a, a work party on Saturday. And uh, of course, you know, there's a, a wonderful homemade apple pie that's going to be there. Um, maybe a little ice cream as well. And uh, the temptation will certainly be there to want to enjoy that. And I don't want to deprive myself of that. So one of the strategies I used, I said is a little bit more advanced would be um, time restricted eating, or um, most people would know it as intermittent fasting. And so what that would be is I would um, maybe just have a coffee or some water in the morning, uh, say the party's at one or two o'clock, well, 2 p.m. where we'll be eating. Um, I will then just, you know, restrict my calorie intake throughout the course of the day up until that time. Um, and um, there are some benefits to that, meaning I'm only eating all my calories in a shorter window, maybe between two and eight, so only over the course of several hours of the day. Um, so it's good for, you know, essentially allowing your brain to function a little bit better throughout the day because there's less carbohydrates that are going to make me feel sleepy and lethargic. And, um, and then when I do take that nutrition in, um, it's going to be less impactful um, to store as fat when I do because my body is now craving nutrients and, and calories to take in um, to use as energy. So that would be one of the strategies that I find works pretty well for me. Um, and it's hard sometimes because breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. If I had to pick one meal to eat, it would be, you know, eggs, bacon, um, you know, and so breakfast food is really one of my favorite things. So intermittent fasting is not always my favorite, but it works around the holidays um, for that reason. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I know, um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, different approaches. I know, like you, you brought up the apple pie. Um, 
and one thing I was thinking about was kind of eating mindfully and, you know, eating smaller amounts of different foods. And at the last kind of, uh, you know, gathering we had a couple months ago, um, I ate like half the apple pie, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you recall, <laughs> but, oh, um, I noticed. <laughs> and, and, um, but, you know, sometimes I think like for me, if I'm, you know, maybe a little bit different from that, where if I'm eating more earlier in the day, then I'm less like so hungry when I get to some party or what have you. So, you know, oh, that day, like extremely hard workout, you know, two hours prior and didn't eat really much at all after that. So by the time there's, you know, chicken and, you know, crackers and like, uh, you know, pie, then I'm like, give me all the food. Right maybe overeating um on that stuff um where for me if i i think i eat more regularly earlier on and kind of plan for that hungry and then i'm saying like oh you know i'm just gonna enjoy that apple pie and have like a slice and eat it slowly and mindfully um because one you know one other suggestion that has worked for me tendency to want to like eat a little bit of everything um so <laughs> but just kind of like something precision nutrition, you know, I, I believe has said is like being really picky with your desserts. Um, mm. it's just kind of a general rule. And so, you know, really savoring cause the first bite and the last bite of anything is usually the ones that you actually taste the most And the middle is kind of just, you know, is what it is. So if you take some, you know, little delicious dessert and break it down to only, you know, two or three bites, just kind of smaller amounts, but really savor every bit of it. Um, you know, I think that's, that's something that can, can work for people especially if it's like a potluck where you might have you know 15 different desserts um you know for me i personally would probably want to try like all of them um but if i can have smaller amounts then um then you end up enjoying it you know even more than just kind of shoveling apple pie <laughs> in your face yeah um, absolutely yeah. yeah and i think too the way to um think about not feeling so hungry and part of this is i've heard this recently where you know, when you, tr when you try, we all um, like variety. So we all like to try a little bit of everything. So for example, you know, if we had a plate and it had steak, broccoli, and let's say um, a baked potato, um, you know, we could eat, we could eat that because there's a little bit of everything. But if it, if my meal was just like one steak, that was the volume of all of those three items or one plate of broccoli that was, you know, 12 ounces, you know, or whatever it is, or, or a couple baked potatoes only, we wouldn't be able to eat all that much. We would get sick of it. And so it's just our, you know, the way we operate, we like to have a variety of everything. And so that's why when we eat, you know, a, a big meal, and then we feel we, we feel full after that meal, and we feel like, oh my gosh, I can't eat anything else. And then the dessert comes out and gets put on the table. And then we're like, okay, I think I have some room is because we we do like to have that variety. We our palates are made to, you know, to to not get too much of one thing and to be able to try different things. So, um I think a, it's really important strategy to when we are eating our meals before that dessert rolls out to make sure that we're getting an adequate amount of protein, uh most importantly, um a lot of fiber, so a lot of veggies that are are fibrous and a lot of healthy fats in our diet. And uh, I think if we do that, we satiate our taste buds enough, whereas we, we do fill up and we do feel like we can't eat as much dessert. We actually can't eat as much dessert because our bodies are so full and satiated. So um, that's an important thing to remember. And, uh, you know, 
loading up on your protein and your fiber and your healthy fats is very healthy and good for you anyway. So um, those are some some you know other small little strategies I'd focus on when I'm eating my regular food. You know, prior to the dessert being rolled out. silent after i finished my thought um it just went silent yeah um yeah the uh it, it basically sounded like you put you know your computer's microphone through a wood chipper <laughs> um it was yeah so so we can pick back up um that's fine i'll just roll in in a second um and a sip of water anyway um So I like those strategies a lot in terms of, um, you know, kind of while you're at the meal and then let's maybe kind of transition to, you know, let's say someone ate, they, you know, they way over ate, they can barely even move, um, you know, after a meal, like, oh my God, what do I do? My fitness goals, whatever, kind of how do you help people through that? Um, I know it's, it's easy for people to, to either, you know, say, screw it, you know, I'm done with these goals or to this direction and say like, you know, now I'm literally going to not eat anything tomorrow. And then they just end up eating, being hungrier and overeating again the following night. So um, what's your sort of damage control strategy for, you know, like crash course, you ate a massive amount of food and drinks. And then, you know, what do you do after that? Yeah. Well, um, as I said earlier, I think uh, making sure that we maintain our, our activity levels at a high level. So, you know, working out while extremely important, you don't need to work out to maintain activity levels. It can be just physical activity, especially if we're at a holiday party. Maybe we're with family, maybe our, you know, uh, kids or nephews, uh, you know, cousins, you know, brothers, sisters, whoever it is you know, have fun, play, get on the ground, you know, you know, do, do active things. I think that really helps you feel less lethargic. You know, you're going to want to, when you, you know, top the tank off, <laughs> just like, you know, lounge on the couch and not really have, um, you know, any energy to do anything because we're so full. But I think it's really important to maintain um, high activity levels. I would also say too, um, Getting in a workout prior, so early early uh, morning workouts or, or workouts prior to going to the party or, or prior to 
knowing we're going to have a big meal uh, and, and tempting desserts ahead of us, maybe some alcoholic beverages, getting a workout in earlier in the day um, or getting up early and, and doing that can really help as well because then our bodies will be less likely to take that um, nutrition that we're taking in from these meals and make us, you know, lethargic. It will take it in as, and store it to be used as energy for our our next uh, next day or our next, you know, uh, high level of activity. Something too is um, is carbohydrate intake. It's really important to remember that um, our body operates most efficiently off of fat um, as a as a fuel source. So off of uh, fatty acids and so carbohydrates. It's great to eat carbohydrates if you're involved in some sort of performance or some sort of um, high level output um, workout or higher intensity workout um, or any kind of high intensity activity. So when we eat in excess of carbs, which is typically what we do around the holiday season, because there are many more temptations of, you know, breads and crackers and cheese. And, um, you know, as we said, you know, sweet desserts that have a lot of sugar, um, we have to really pay close attention to, you know, what our activities like around that, and um, and and make sure that if we are going to in ingest more carbs than we typically do on a regular basis through a regular meal, that we are increasing our intensity of activity as well. Because uh, without any type of high intensity activity, those carbohydrates don't really go to um, to be used as energy. They go more to be stored as fat, and you know, I'd rather much be not packing on um, extra weight in the form of, you know, fat mass to then be used as a as a fuel source later on when I need it, and as opposed to just using the fat that I have now, um, you know, to be used as fuel. I'll feel much more energized. I'll feel much less lethargic, and um, I'll I'll just feel more mentally sharp overall, and um, and and a lot less sleepy, and you know, more capable of kind of getting through my day with um with higher energy levels yeah very true that makes a lot of sense um and that's something that people i mean for decades now kind of keep getting confused about you know it's not necessarily needing to avoid the fat you know it's not like fat directly makes you fat which you know of right. course hopefully you know more people are aware of that sort of thing now but um okay yeah that's do you so in terms of the, the shorter um you know movement activity um less kind of structured workouts necessarily um right. do you have any suggestions for kind of like a quick let's say you know you ate an entire loaf of bread and you need to do a lot some high intensity work real quick um do you have any kind of quick suggestion for say you know something easy people could do at home you know 10 15 minutes that's just gonna you know get the heart rate way up um right away yeah, I, and that's a great question because I think so many people feel like, well, you know, I don't have an hour to work out because there's just so much going on. Maybe I'm doing holiday shopping or, you know, maybe my kids are, you know, I've got to go pick them up because school leaves out early, you know. And so, like, you're just more, we're all, we all seem to be much more um, crammed for time around this time of year. Um, so I think it's it's really important to, to just give yourself um, a pass and say, I don't, you know, I don't need a full hour. I don't even need 45 minutes to get in a good high intensity quality workout. In fact, it's probably not efficient for me to waste an hour doing a whole workout like that. That's, that's all structured and, 
and planned out. And it's okay to go off the rails a little bit, I think, around this time of year because your whole routine has gone off the rails a little bit. So it's almost impossible for you to stay the course with your regular workout routine sometimes. And so I see it often with clients, you know, canceling because they may be working overtime, you know, later than normal because, you know, maybe they have some work deadlines that they're trying to meet before the end of the year and some projects they're trying to wrap up. And again, like I said, um, holiday shopping parties, um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of different distractions we have around this time of year that we don't normally have throughout the rest of the year. So it is really important to make sure that we are maintaining some sort of level of physical activity. And I think one of the best strategies that I found for that is if you can find just 10 or 15 minutes to get in a quick workout and, and a great strategy is again, you don't have to spend an hour or even 45 minutes, you know, doing in a whole entire workout. And what I find is a lot of times if we say, let's take 10 minutes and I'm just going to set a timer from 10 minutes that counts down. And all I'm going to try to do is get as much work done as a high level of intensity as I can in that 10 minute time frame. I think if you do that and you really, um, it, it's almost like there's a psychological effect of when you have a timer and there's something counting down that you, you work harder, that you put more effort into it because you know that there's a, um, you know, that you can see the end in sight. You can see that timer, uh, you know, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, going down and, to zero. and the closer you get to that, um, you know, you're almost done, you know, and you, you get to stop. So it's, it's really about set the timer for 10, 15 minutes, even if you have a little bit more time and then just start, you know, I've got at home the, the very simple tools I have, are, it's very easy. I have a pull-up bar that I put in the doorway, like, um, uh, one of those, uh, whatever they are, gyms, I put it in my uh, door frame so I could do uh, like a couple pull-ups, then I'll drop down, do some push-ups, then I'll do some bodyweight squats, and then I'll do some kettlebell swings. And really the only two things I need are a pull-up bar and a kettlebell. And so I'll go through those four different movements. I could do it. It's a push. It's an upper push, upper pull, lower push, lower pull. And uh, and the kettlebell swings also make, make it quite dynamic and explosive. So um, it does increase the intensity level a little bit. I can also uh, choose to do like deadlifts if I want it with that, with that kettlebell, or if I didn't have a kettlebell, maybe just single leg deadlifts with body weight. Um, and I'll just go through those four exercises. Maybe I'll throw even a, a core exercise, like some bicycles or some planks, uh, plank taps or something like that. And I'll just go through those, uh, pick a number for each rep. I'll say, let's, I'm going to do eight reps of everything. And I'll just go through those and try to get through as many rounds as I can in that, that 10 or 15 minute time frame. And it pushes me harder because I know that I'm under the gun of how much time I have. I know that it's, you know, I don't have to grind it out for an hour and it's really a quick e time efficient, minimal equipment and extremely effective at again, ramping up your, your metabolism, getting you into a fat burning state, um, and, and really just maintaining and stimulating muscle tissue that again is going to help, um, you know, maintain your metabolism, allow you to continue burning calories and, um, uh, and really try to, you know, uh, essentially create some damage control around what seems to be uh, a lack of routine, which happens around this time of year. Mm, that sounds really good. That's a, that's a really kind of crisp set of exercises you can do and of course there's you know variations you could do without a kettlebell or without a pull-up bar um just just to get moving i mean pick yeah if you go if you go to our youtube page as you know you and i have recorded uh, close to 100 if not 100 
different videos and movements yep. uh, that are uploaded onto there that people can go on and pick from. And it's really a uh, uh, great, you can just plug and pull any of those things as long as you stick with the structure of um, upper push, upper pull, lower push, lower pull, and then maybe a core. Um, you can really pick anything you want for whatever equipment you have available. And, and you could even do all five of those things, uh, a pull, a push with no no weight at all. So Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, or stuff, you know, around the house or, you know, you could squat holding, you know, your kid or your significant yeah. other or something too, you know, um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, cool. So just pick, you know, pick four exercises like you were saying. And then you said, let's say eight reps each go through that yeah. as many times as you can in 10, 15 minutes, depending on what time you got. Yeah. You know, keep, your intensity high. keep your, keep yeah. your intensity high, you know, know that I only have to do this for 10 minutes. So as much as it hurts now, I don't, I don't have to grind it out for an hour. Like I would, if I went to the gym or if I was doing a full, full routine, uh, and a lot of times you're going to find that you're going to work harder because of that time limit, because of that time frame. you will push yourself harder in that 15 minutes than you, you may, um, during an entire hour. So I feel like there's a very, um, uh, you know, uh, huge gain, a huge, uh, ROI return on your investment when you, when you take that, uh, take that route. Most definitely. Most definitely. No, I think probably one last thing that it'd be good for us to touch on, um, you know, along with, you know, the happiness of the holidays and, you know, gifts and good food. Um, this is also a very stressful time for a lot of people. And, yes. you know, whether it's the stress of meeting deadlines or finding gifts, you know, or, you know, people's family members they don't get along with or, you know, if they're anxious about going to a holiday party, you know, social situations or whatever, um, you know, stress can also uh, spike pretty high this time of year. And as you know, you know, uh, elevated stress levels can increase inflammation and lead to many other issues where, you know, the food that you're eating, um, can get metabolized in a more negative way. You know, even if it's the same food, you're just kind of in a much more heightened stress state. Uh, plus it's harder to sleep. And, you know, of course, all these other things, um, you know, how would you kind of coach people through that level of stress? And managing um, stress through this time of year because obviously that helps in so many levels yeah that's a great question and that's so true that um, even I find myself a little bit more stressed than normal and, and part of it is you know we're all trying to squeeze in you know all these different activities and and tasks that we have to do and our, again like I said our routine is just different than it normally is throughout the rest of the year so what I would say is is being that our routine is thrown off so much and that we're doing different things and we have different activities planned and parties and all these other things that are getting thrown into our, uh, into the mix. We do have to have some sort of routine and discipline kind of set up in our daily life. Um, just to have something that kind of keeps us grounded. Um, when you look at like homeostasis and what that is, is that it's like the balance of those internal physiological processes of the body where our body's always trying to get back to a place of, you know, where it's in balance. And if we are all on one side of the road where it's complete stress and we don't have any kind of order and it's just all chaos, um, we have to figure out a way to, to put some order into our life. And so that could be a couple different ways. My, my suggestion, my method for what I do personally uh, and what I recommend to my clients is to maintain a morning routine. Morning is typically the time when 
um, you are less likely to get things kind of um, completely off track in regards to your your routine. So most of our mornings can be generally um, how we make them, you know, up until we leave the house and, and go on about our day. So uh, say you get up at six o'clock every day and you need to be out the door at eight and it takes you an hour or so to get ready and, and you know get your kids ready. That means you still have an hour in your morning to get your to, to take time for yourself to decompress, to be with your thoughts, to uh, some of the things that I do. I meditate and I only do a five or 10 minute meditation first thing when I wake up. Uh, I also do some journaling. So I like to write every day as well, just get my thoughts down. And, and and that may include also coming up with a task list of things I have to do for the day. But most of the time, it's just, um, you know, what am I thinking? What are some of the things, uh, you know, I try to maintain some sort of uh, energy level or uh, some sort of motivation or, or just a reminder or reflection of um, this is what I want. This is how I would like my day to go. I think we have to envision how we would like to see things go and, and not be just reactive to um, how they show up, but be able to, um, you know, plan, plan or have a vision of how we would like that day to go. Um, and so I do that in the morning. And, and one of the really most important things is, is our phones. And we have to be able to um, disconnect from our phones, especially in the morning. I have a rule that I don't touch my phone for the first half an hour I'm awake. So a lot of people, they'll wake up and they roll over to the side of their nightstand, they grab their phone and they start either going through Facebook, Instagram, or looking at emails. And as soon as you do that, as soon as you do that, you're already engaging in the past. You're engaging in things that have already happened and they start to stress you out. You start to get stressed out on what you missed. You start to get stressed out on, um, I've got these work projects I have to do, or I have, um, oh, I'm going to have to answer this person's email. I can't forget to do this. And so as soon as you do that, you stop taking time for yourself. And the morning is the time of the day when you first wake up, when you're most, your, your mind and body are most receptive to suggestion. Um, and so I think it's extremely important to make sure that you maintain some sort of discipline and morning routine. And that really helps set the tone for the day. I think if you get your morning right and you could really win your morning by getting your mind, getting your mind right, decompressing, not, not doing the things that are going to stress you out, like looking at your phone first thing in the morning, um, it will take, it will give you time to yourself. And with that time for yourself, you'll be able to feel like you have been taking care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, um, you just feel better. You feel less stressed. You feel like you have more to give to others, which is this is the time of year when we want to be um, very you know, gratuitous and, and, um, and, and nice to others. And so we'll have more of that to give um, and less stress. I think if we can slow down and really kind of win that morning. And, uh, and, and, and also there's a less of a chance for the morning to be derailed than any other part of the day, um, uh, because there are many more things that come up and pop up into our, our lives as the day goes on. Many wrenches get thrown into the mix, many, you know, pop up work parties and drinks and all this. If we win the morning, uh, we really have some, you know, some sort of, um, uh, discipline or, or again, some routine that we can hang our hat on. That's going to keep us grounded. Mm, definitely. I like that, especially, you know, use the term grounded, um, like really like a, that rock of your schedule that even if everything else is in chaos and, you know, you're rushing for different schedule, you know, work deadlines and, you know, social engagements um, that you can always count on that. And whether that's your morning routine or, you know, if you always 
work out at a certain time or, you know, whatever that may be, but having some, some consistent thing that you don't have to think about and just happens automatically. Um, you know, I think that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, um, you have to figure out what works for you. Um, you have to figure out what's the lowest hanging fruit that you can grab a hold of and take advantage of, you know, if, um, if it is too hard for you to get a workout in in the evenings because work is just not um, as regular, your your time leaving work is just not the same every day. Or you know, again, there's these pop up like little work parties or get togethers that you're that are unexpected. Then I really think you have to find out when's the when's the time of the day or what when is what are the things that I can do that I can maintain control. I can I can um, not allow myself to have to be reactive to the events of the day, but where areas of my life where I can maintain control of the situation and maintain the discipline that is going to uh, you know maintain that routine that's going to keep me grounded and keep some order in my life when the rest of uh, the things going on around me are chaotic. Very true. Very true. Um, I think we should. We'll probably wrap up soon. Do you have any? Let's say maybe one sort of actionable um, thing that people listening could could try to put into place, um, you know, through the holidays, um, some question or, or anything like that? Um, well, I would say, and this goes in, um, in the way of what we talked about in regards to how we coach clients and just like with anything, right? Um, just like, you know, the, in the 12-step program, uh, of, you know, AA, the first step, right, I believe is that you just have to be able to admit that you have a problem. You have to be aware. There has to be some awareness around um, what you're doing. And so I think that's really the big message that I have for people or the big takeaway is um, we really have to just be paying attention. There, there comes a time when we're in the holidays and we get, you know, we get up to our neck in desserts and, you know, you know, all these like rich foods and things we don't normally eat all that much um, that will really wreak havoc on our body, our energy levels, our brain function, um, and make us sleepy, make us not not feel like we want to be as active. And I think that we have to really pay attention to the signals that are are happening. We have to stop. We have to create some awareness every single day. Um, and so, you know, I think it's really about that. It's about paying attention. Uh, to what I'm doing, you know, stopping. And if I am eating, thinking about what I'm eating, thinking about how the food tastes, you know, all these little things that create awareness around uh, all the different things you're doing. I think awareness is something that is where we need to start. And if if we do need to make a change or if we do need to um, be able to scale back a little bit and say, wow, like I, I ate way too much at that holiday party. I've got another one coming up on Saturday. Like I've got to take it easy. Um, just to be really aware and really, you know, uh, be be focused on what it is I'm doing, and just in 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 itself, just awareness in itself is enough. A lot of times to uh, create changes in your life, you know. Uh, to, I'm not saying that you know it's not important to create strategies and you know plan what you should eat, plan how much you're going to eat, and things like that. That's all. All that stuff is really important. But I think it's even more important to pay attention. You have to you have to have an awareness around what you're doing first. And so that could be logging your food, right? I know it's hard to, to, to do something like that, but maybe it's taking a picture of your food so that you're reminded it makes you stop. And it makes you, when you have to take a picture of it before you eat it, it makes you think about it first. It makes you look at it and say, what's on my plate. 
Um, all those things are, are really good methods. I mean, uh, I think, um, it, yeah, it's really just about awareness. It's about, you know, what am I doing? I'm, I'm getting feedback all the time. My body's telling me if I've had too much, my body's telling me if I'm, if I haven't had enough, am I pay paying attention to it? Definitely nice. And of course, taking pictures of every meal, you know, your food Instagram can be on point um, as, as a bonus side effect. Absolutely. Yeah. You, and, and it's, so, it's a lot of social pressure and, you know, you, you have to put yourself out there. And so, yeah, it's, it's one way to kind of keep yourself in check. Yeah. Or, you know, like, as you've said before, if you're working with a coach, you know, set, texting them the pictures of the food or, you know, just by yourself, the act of taking the picture it, when you go through your photo feed later and you see it, you're like, Oh yeah, I ate that food. You know, it tasted good um, right. or not or whatever. And then you mentioned like journaling in the morning. So maybe an alternative tactic could just be, you know, at the end of the day, reflecting on, you know, how did your day go? Like, did you learn anything today? And what, what went well? Like, what were your wins for the day? And then maybe just that process of reflection, because it's so easy at the end of the day, you're like, I'm going to bed, it's over. Absolutely. Um, and then you, you, were, you were like, what even happened yesterday? You right. know, and that, that awareness you can get, you know, that's an alternative uh, thing for people, maybe beyond just the food aspect um, of just like, you know, how was your day? Um, and but actually to think about it because it's so easy to just be, you know, automatized. Um, yeah, you're absolutely day. right. I don't think we reflect enough. I don't think we stop and, and assess ourselves enough. I think we kind of just go through the motions quite a bit and, um, and expect that we're going to be making the right decisions all the time. And if not, we'll just fix it later. But I think, um, when we do stop and we think about it, um, yeah, we were able to reflect, we're able to um, play it through our head again, and, and then really strategize and say, you know, how would I do it differently next time if I was in that situation. And I think that's a huge, uh, a huge advantage for those that can stop and reflect and better, you know, it's great, just think about it, stop and think about it, meditate on it, um, set a timer for five minutes and say, I'm just going to think about how my day went and and review it. And then think about how I can do things differently tomorrow or the next time I'm in that situation. And if you can write it down, that's even better because then you get it out of your head and onto paper. And then you don't have to stress out and worry about it anymore because now, you know, you dumped it out onto a piece of paper. It's there. You can go back to it any time. You don't have to keep it in your head anymore and, and worry about it. So uh, absolutely a great point. I think, um, you know, being able to reflect on on the choices you make day to day is an extremely valuable tool that uh, is very underutilized right now. Most definitely. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then also, you know, not beating yourself up and trying to focus on yes. you know, in, a, in a growth Be mindset. Kind. You know, kind yourself, way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if things didn't go as planned, you know, how can you iterate and improve on that? And then also really, you know, actually congratulating yourself on how, th if you know, things did go well. Um, Cause that's, you know, something that, you know, people are pushing and pushing and people need to appreciate the things that are going well for them too. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. certainly. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this is probably a good time to, to hit the pause button on this one for today. I'm sure we'll, we'll pick up on another one soon. Um, any last uh, comments? No, this was great. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to share information like this with, uh, with the listeners. I think, um, a lot of people can feel lost around this time of year or feel like they 
um, you know, it's, it's all about, well, I'll just wait until January happens and then I'll set a new year's resolution. And I think that we don't, we don't need to set a resolution if we can just continue doing the best we can throughout December and carry that into the new year. Um, we don't have to continue to, you know, go through these peaks and valleys of our fitness and we can continue to, to climb the mountain, you know, towards the top because um, we only stumble a little bit through December because we just, we pay more attention to what we're doing. We don't completely deprive ourselves of, of the good, delicious foods that are out there that, you know, everyone else we're with is, is partaking in. Um, but at the same time, we don't, we don't let the rest of our routine fall apart. We still exercise on a regular basis. We still try to fit it in. And if we can't get a whole hour, we, we try to squeeze in 10, 15 minutes of high intensity work um, you know, as best we can. So I think with all these strategies, I think there, there's a lot of people out there who will be able to take away, um, a whole lot and, and really be able to go into January, go into the new year, carrying some momentum that, uh, they may not have in, in previous holiday seasons. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the listeners get a lot out of that and they can always get in touch with, uh, with me, um, or anybody at Golden Home Fitness. My email is m. Urso, that's M-U-R-S-O at Golden Fitness, Golden Home Fitness.com. And they could also hit me up on Instagram, um, Coach Mike Urso. Awesome. 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 People can hit up goldenhomefitness.com. If they're in the greater Boston area, they can get a complimentary workout by going to goldenhomefitness.com slash let's move, all one word, L-E-T-S-M-O-V-E. For all the podcasts, show notes, and information, they can go to goldenhomefitness.com slash podcast. Um, and then something else that just popped in my head too is, you know, kind of, uh, I'm sure this is a thing somewhere else, but like, you know, people set a resolution. It's kind of a one-time thing, but pe people's goal is really, they want to become a fitter person and it's more about something that they actually internalize. And so it should be less like, I want to set a resolution and more that they want to develop resolve or that they want to be a resolute person around their goals and habits. Um, and so kind of focusing on who you are and not what you're trying to do. Um, I think is just sort of an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. That's a great point. All right. Till next time. Thank you for playing.